This is the Truth Hurts Program. It's Friday, Friday, it's Friday, Friday, gotta get down on Friday, everybody's looking forward to the weekend, weekend, Friday, Friday, I'm so happy it's Friday, thank God it's Friday, thank God it's Friday, it's Friday, what, it's Friday, what, yeah, 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 yo, it's my favorite day. Yes, indeed, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, it is actually Friday. Finally, the 24th day of March 2023. You're listening to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z, the program that tells it like it is, exposing the lies of the left, the Democrat debauchery, the double standard, the hype, and the hypocrisy. Yes, my friends, what is good for the goose in America is certainly not good for the gander, especially if the gander includes one Donald J. Trump. For anything he does, anything he says, is the product of continuing witch hunt after witch hunt after witch hunt. And I'm not just saying that because that's what Donald calls everything. You have to look at this from 1,000 feet in the air or 35,000 feet in the air. You have to take off any political affiliations you might have in your life and just look at this for what it is. This man can't cross a street without 500 people saying, look, he jaywalked. But yet, Joe Biden could walk strip naked in the middle of a street, have inappropriate sex with an eight-year-old girl or boy on the back of a goat in front of the Pope, and he would not even get a front-page article written about him. That's how wacky it is in America here in March of 2023. I have made a personal decision I am going to run as a candidate in the upcoming American Kennel Club Dog Show. The AKC, of course, the organization known for being the preeminent and definitive authority on all things dog, all things puppy, from Chihuahua to Great Dane, from Teacup Poodle to Malamute, from Shih Tzus to Mastiffs, the AKC sees top candidates from all breeds competing each year for the coveted title of Dog of the Year. At first, I thought I'd enter one of my pet cats in this year's big dog competition. Then I thought, what the hell? If I can identify a cat as a dog, why not identify myself as one? Many times, some of my Blafrican American friends come up and say, yo, dog, what's up? So I figured, what the hell? If they're identifying me as Canis, then I might as well identify myself as a pooch. I think I'll be okay. And if I don't win, I can kick and scream and cry and whine and piss and bitch and moan that it was somehow racism or speciesism that keeps me from winning. So look for me on all fours at the AKC this year. Hopefully I'll make the cut. And who knows, I may win a lifetime of kibble. 
I read an article today discussing the non-event in New York this week surrounding former President of the United States Donald J. Trump. Yes, the Donald last week, I believe Thursday or Friday, began circulating information on the media that he was fairly certain he was going to be arrested and charged with some crime in New York City by the Manhattan DA, an African-American guy who's trying to start his own political career up the ladder who has made it his life's work, his mission in life, to go after Donald Trump, the Trump family, and the Trump business organization. That was what Alvin Bragg said to get elected as Manhattan DA. He never said anything on the campaign trail about wanting to put real criminals, rapists, murderers, carjackers, drug pushers, assaulters, batterers, shooters, stabbers in jail. No. His primary focus in strongly held Democratic Party territory in Manhattan, New York, his sole purpose for running for DA was to target Donald Trump, Donald Trump's family, Donald Trump's business enterprise. And like the little dog whistle sheeple, the people of Manhattan, the residents of Manhattan, let me say, the Democrats, overwhelmingly brought this man into power. And now he has to keep his campaign promise, so he will make up, manufacture anything he can to try and pin something on Donald Trump. This man has made it his mission in life to go after Trump, his family, and his businesses. And now he's doing it. He should be automatically recused from anything to do with Donald Trump since he made it his campaign mission to go after Donald Trump. He should have to recuse himself. This should all go to a state-level judicial system since this man is so obviously biased against Donald Trump on a personal level. And that's just my opinion. I'm not going to waste a whole lot of time on that this morning because we all know what this is just like the two failed impeachment attempts. The only problem I see with the whole deal with Stormy Daniels, you know, the hoe, she was looking for a big payday, a failed porn star, someone who really wasn't doing so well. She goes after a young, blonde-haired, good-looking businessman, finds herself in the sack with him, and then tries to blackmail him. You know what the difference between a hush money payment and a non-disclosure agreement is? A non-disclosure agreement is what Democrats get when they have affairs or one-night stands with a local hoe or someone else. They make that person sign a non-disclosure agreement. Here's a certain amount of money. You can never, ever speak, write, hint, nod your head up and down, or in any way affirm that anything happened in our meeting, whether that meeting is an M-E-E-T-I-N-G, or what allegedly happened in the case of Stormy Daniels and Donald Trump, a meeting, M-E-A-T-I-N-G. You, yes, you can laugh. It's okay. No, it's really, it's okay. In that meeting, Donald Trump had her sign a non-disclosure agreement, apparently. This is what, according to all of the attorneys for the Trump Organization, have said all along, there was a non-disclosure agreement signed by Stormy Daniels to not ever discuss anything that occurred in their meeting. If it's a Republican, though, it's called a hush money payment. And somehow that has evil and legal consequences. So, apparently there was a meeting 
between Donald Trump and Stormy Daniels way back, what, 2006, I believe. Someone else telling me it's 2016, but I believe this goes all the way back to 2006. And a, a signed agreement. You'll never speak, write, tell, whatever about this ever. And now she wants her payday. And she probably has some political motivations as well. God knows who else is paying her more money than she got for the non-disclosure agreement so that she would speak out for the sole purpose of harming Donald Trump's political career. That's a story for another day and for an investigation that will likely never see the light of day because any investigation that might exonerate former President Donald Trump has to be quashed, swept under the rug, etc. So as I was saying, I read this article today discussing that non-event in New York surrounding former President Trump. After a week of speculation, after a week or more of fake news and phony photographs photoshopped to make the dumber half of America think that Donald was actually cuffed and perp-walked through Manhattan, the truth did what the truth usually does. It came out. And in some cases, the truth helps, but in many cases, the truth hurts. The truth is, there was no arrest of Donald Trump. No charges have even been filed because the grand jury has been sent home. Because information about Michael Cohen, Trump's former lawyer turned turncoat, turned traitor, turned guy trying to save his own neck from going to jail for his illegal dealings. Well, some letter came out from Michael Cohen and now it makes it look exactly as what I just described. There was a non-disclosure agreement signed. Ms. Daniels allegedly broke that agreement and there is absolutely nothing to directly tie any money paid to Ms. Daniels directly to Donald Trump. Now, we have all watched enough television and movies and read enough books to see what might have happened. There might have been a meeting, M-E-A-T-I-N-G, between Donald Trump and Stormy Daniels, and Donald Trump, being a married man, did not want that to get out. He may have told a friend who told a friend who told another he was messing around, and he might have said, you know, someone would really do me a great favor if they could send this young lady some money and have her sign a non-disclosure agreement so that she can never divulge what happened in our meeting, M-E-A-T-I-N-G. But I'm not paying the money directly. You know what I mean? That could have happened. But there's absolutely nothing illegal about it. There's no felony. There's no misdemeanor. They can't even write him a parking ticket. There was no arrest of Donald Trump. And it's likely there will be no arrest of Donald Trump. All the hype, all the drooling of the Democrats, all of the anticipation of the leftist, mainstream, progressive, liberal, woke media, all for nothing. And now they're trying to say that Donald Trump coming out last week and saying, oh, look, everybody, it looks like I might get arrested here, was all done for his political gain. And if so, <laughs> congratulations. Nothing has happened. The grand jury was sent home for the rest of the week. Nothing. Zip. Zero. Nada. As in, not a damn thing happened. But don't worry. If Alvin Bragg has anything to do with it, he's going to find a way to nail Donald Trump. He has made it his mission in life. He is targeting a man, a family, and an organization and saying, I'm going to get this guy. Now I just have to either find a crime that he did or make up a crime that he supposedly did. But you can bet your bottom dollar, I, Alvin Bragg, DA of Manhattan, is going to find something on Donald Trump. And that, my friends, is not how it's supposed to work in the United States of America, in our criminal justice system. That's like saying, ooh, look, 
there's a black guy. Let me go out and stop him, frisk him, ID him, and then arrest him. I'll figure out what crime I'm arresting him for as I go along. Let's see. You talk back to me, resisting arrest. That's what you're getting arrested for. That's how it is. Except Donald Trump isn't some black guy protected by the ACLU or the NAACP or Al Sharptongue or Jesse Jack's son or any of those other people who Ben Crumped out there trying to find a way to make every criminal out to be an innocent little angel and that the victims are somehow criminals. Hold your breath, my Truth Hurts program listeners. Hold your breath. From a legal standpoint, it is questionable that any actual charges will come. The media, their Democratic Party cronies, their mission in life, just like the DA of Manhattan's mission in life, is to keep Donald Trump's name in as negative a light as possible. Keep throwing accusations over and over and over at the Trump name. This will continue, my friends, until November of 2024, so buckle up. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Now, we all know for a fact that Donald Trump never once instructed anyone to go to the U.S. Capitol on January 6th to incite a riot, to perform seditionist or insurrectionist activities, to damage even a paperweight. No calls to violence, no calls to break and enter, no calls to damage anything, no looting, no shooting, no graffiti, no destruction of property, no assault, no battery. 44,000 hours of actual federal government security video evidence further shows that the January 6th event did not happen anywhere close to the way the Democrats and the media clowns would have you believe. From hundreds of hours of audio and video of Trump's speech across town at the Ellipse on that day, we know that the former president did not foment any of the actions he has been accused of. But yet, now, for a long time, month after month after month after month, the January 6th committee the highly partisan selected committee selected by naughty, nasty, Nazi Nancy Pelosi when she was the Speaker of the House. They will have you believe that people all wearing MAGA hats crashed the gate doing 98 saying, let that trucker roll, 10-4. Sorry, that's a reference to the movie Convoy, the McCall song of the 1970s. The Democrats would have you believe they crashed through, they killed all the Capitol Police, they went in and put knives to the throats of every congressman and Mike Pence if they didn't agree to overturn the election results. And none of that happened. 44,000 hours of security video prove that it did not happen the way the Democrats and the mainstream leftist progressive liberal woke slimeball media would have you believe. And as this witch hunt against Donald Trump continues day after day, week after week, month after month, and year after year, last Tuesday, the one that just passed, the day he was supposed to be indicted, Donald Trump did what I had hoped and fully expected him to do. He called Americans to action, not to violence, not to destruction, but he did call on them to protest, as was his right, as is your right, as is my right. Under the First Amendment to the United States Constitution, by golly, you have the right to peacefully assemble and protest. The media is both pissed and celebrating in a pseudo-I-told-you-so mentality. Over the weekend, former President Trump said he would likely be detained, arrested, perp-walked as part of the Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg's witch-hunt inquiry into the alleged hush money 
better known as a non-disclosure agreement paid to Stormy Daniels, a hoe. He posted on Truth Social, Trump called on his supporters to, quote, protest, take our nation back, unquote. They'll probably, it's, they'll probably indict him again and claim that he is inciting insurrection, sedition, and violence. But he simply said, protest, take our nation back. Trump denies having an affair with Daniels. I think he does agree that there was a meeting, M-E-E-T-I-N-G, but he's not admitting to a meeting, M-E-A-T-I-N-G. And he's continuing to attack the sham investigation into him while making no reference to any previous comments about a potential arrest. Trump said the rogue prosecutor who is having a hard time with the grand jury, especially after powerful testimony against him by Felon Cohen's highly respected former lawyer, is attempting to build a case that has never been brought before and actually can't be brought now. If he spent his time, effort, and money on fighting violent crime, which is destroying New York City, our once beautiful and safe Manhattan, which has become an absolute hellhole, would be a much better place to live. Every article I read, every show I watch, even the so-called haters say that President Trump did nothing wrong, there is no crime here. As Biden would say, Trump wrote, no, I mean it, I'm not kidding, the crime would be if I get charged. Trump's also disputing allegations against him, and he attacked Mr. Bragg in a follow-up tweet. Trump added Monday's testimony from a key defense team witness, Robert Costello, the attorney, helped to discredit the so-called evidence that was heard by the grand jury from Liar Cohen, who was convicted on federal charges in 2018 in connection to the Daniels payment that he, Cohen, made but no traceability back to Trump. This is the Truth Hurts program. Have you ever heard the expression, just the tip? You know, the old teenage boy line to get a young girl to have sex with him. Let me see him. That becomes let me touch him. That turns into let me nibble on him. That turns into just show me the goods. Can I touch it? Can I rub it? How about just the tip? Just the tip, okay? I promise I won't go any further. Before you know it, She's not a virgin anymore. Precursor to rape? Perhaps. But more likely just the rites of teen passage into teen lust. The same can be said of the Joe Biden slow but steady push to take your guns away, all of them, to abolish the Second Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. He starts out with just the tip. Let me ban so-called assault rifles, something that doesn't actually exist. Then let me ban assault weapons. Again, very made-up scary title. Then, let me ban all semi-automatic weapons. And then, all magazines that carry more than one bullet. The imaginary AR-14, remember that? AR-14s have never existed. And AR is not an acronym for assault rifle. Now, it's all semi-automatic weapons. All you need is a shotgun. Just the tip, remember? Tip of the iceberg, actually. Then there's the lie of expanded background checks. Oh, you farted in public once? You're no longer qualified to carry a gun. Did you ever have an outburst when you banged your finger with a hammer? Oh, that could be Tourette's. You're not qualified to carry a weapon. Once Biden and his team get semi-automatic handguns out of service, they will not be satisfied. Just the tip. I promise I won't push it in any further. Like the teenage boy feeling boobs for the first time, the Democrats and Biden will crave more. 
They'll get more and more randy, craving more, like a horn dog boy. He'll keep rubbing a little bit more, a little bit more, a little more here, a little more there. And you, before you know it, my friends, your entire right to keep and bear arms, your God-given, constitutionally affirmed right to protect yourself will have not only been infringed, it will become a crime for you to possess any gun. And of course, at that point, only the criminals will have guns. I will, of course, at that moment, go from being a law-abiding registered gun owner to a newly ordained criminal. You can bet your bottom dollar on that. My friends, there's a fine line between common sense and stupidity these days. In the old days, the line was much easier to spot, that fine line between common sense and stupidity. Common sense says you don't walk into traffic. Stupidity says you will step in front of a moving tractor-trailer rig to try and stop that 73,000 pounds from taking chickens to the processing plant. That's exactly what happened recently in front of a Sanderson Farms chicken processing plant. Idiots walked out into traffic, stepping in front of 18-wheelers, and several got hit. Several were injured. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Now, where's my chicken sandwich? Florida Statute 1014 reads, The legislature finds that it is a fundamental right of parents to direct the upbringing, education, and care of their minor children. If HB 1421 and Senate Bill 254 pass into law, the state will need to update its language to say, The legislature finds that it is the fundamental rights of some parents to direct the upbringing, education, and care of those minor children because some parents in Florida believe it should read, as it always has, all parents instead of some. Then again, would you want two mentally retarded adults to have a child, not knowing the basics of child rearing or being able to take care of themselves, and then allow those two mentally retarded parents to make adult decisions for their child when they themselves are not mentally capable of making decisions for their own well-being? Any two can screw. But that should not be the only basis for allowing a stupid parent to make stupid decisions for their child. But Steve Z, what are you talking about? Put plainly, my friends, remember back when some folks in California wanted to take children away from MAGA parents because they thought the kids might grow up to revere Donald Trump or worse? They believed that COVID was man-made, inflation was Biden's fault, and we don't have a border crisis? Yeah, sound familiar? Some of you might have read George Orwell's satirical novel, Animal Farm. I read it in high school. I vividly recall that the pigs on that farm transformed the original tenet that all animals are equal into all animals are equal, but some animals are more equal than others. This is the actual safety valve that keeps crackheads from selling their babies for crack money. This is the safety net that keeps hardened adult criminals from having guns, keeps first cousins from getting married, and keeps stupid parents from either allowing, condoning, or forcing their underaged children into sex trafficking, pornography, drugs, and of late, gender mutilation. This legislation will ban gender-affirming medical care for minors and put conditions on medical care for adults. If you're in Florida, House Bill 1421 and Senate Bill 254 should pass as written. They would expand legislation relating to educational institutions and instruction requirements and stop indoctrinating small children into thinking that just because you have a penis, you can still be a girl. Just because you have a vagina, you can be a boy. 
One Florida parent, however, is opposed to the proposed legislation. A so-called parent of a transgender child says, quote, I am the parent of a transgender child. I should have the fundamental right to determine what is in the best interest of my child's health and education. They undermine my parental authority, my family, and no family I know has ever made a medical decision regarding their transgender child without consulting a team of physicians. Having gender dysphoria is not being confused. It is a condition where a person's feelings about their body are out of alignment with the physical traits of their body. For some, but not all, gender dysphoria creates extreme distress. So what? Suck it up, buttercup. You have a penis and testicles. You are a boy. I don't care if you feel like a woman. You're a boy. Now grow up, grow out of it, and do boy things. Otherwise, shut the hell up because you cannot become a girl. That's what parents should tell their children. Doctors are praising the legislation in Florida, those two bills, because they keep doctors from being sued in cases where the child grows up and realizes, holy crap, I am still actually, factually, authentically, biologically, chromosomally what I was born as. The gender, the sex that I was born with. You cannot change the chromosomes. If you could, there would be no mentally retarded people, no physically retarded people. And I'm not being insulting towards the mentally and physically retarded. I know the R word is bad. Boo-hoo, I'm sorry if you're offended. House Bill 1403 and Senate Bill 1580 in Florida would establish a health care provider's right to a conscience-based objection to providing services to a patient, especially a young child. Imagine sitting in a hospital gown, a nurse, doctor comes in, looks at you and decides they're not treating you because you want to cut off your God-given parts and install man-made parts instead. The parent of this transgender child says, the bill will say, oh wait, this person's a transgender. I don't have to check them for a heart condition. Oh, you have an open wound? I'm not going to stitch you up. That is not what this legislation does or says. House Bill 1223, 1069, and Senate Bill 1320 in Florida would result, according to this transgender parent, in other nightmare scenarios. Imagine sitting in a classroom and everyone knows you as Sally. When the bill passes and the teacher calls you James, everyone laughs. Then the kids in the class begin to taunt you. What does the teacher do? Nothing. Why? Because in Florida, these bills pass, it will be okay for a teacher and peers to intentionally misgender someone, which is, by its very nature in this parent's opinion, belittling. Stop. You are an idiot, transgender parent. If everyone knows this child as Sally... It's because some sick, twisted, mentally deranged individual decided to call James, who was born James, a boy with a penis and testicles, Sally. Sally has never been Sally. And it is very much more likely that everyone knows that Sally is really a boy, has always been a boy, will always be a boy, and can never truly be anything but a boy. And so calling him Sally would bring on the teasing, the taunting, the bullying, the excoriating. The Florida Constitution makes it the duty of the state to provide all children with a uniform, efficient, safe, secure, and high-quality system of free public schools. That's exactly what they do. But making a teacher call James Sally because James decides to wear a dress to school now is outside of that. 
It is mental illness to think you can change your gender. The so-called transgender parent allegedly resides in the state of Florida, and apparently it votes. Shame on it for not understanding that there are only two genders, two sexes, male and female. You can put lipstick on a boy, but he's still a boy. A freakish boy with lipstick. But he's still a boy nonetheless. This parent espouses the lie that, quote, there have always been and always will be transgender people, including children. Aren't decisions about their individualized care best made by their parents, unquote? The answer is no. Absolutely not. When the parents are incapable of understanding basic biology, basic medicine, basic human traits, basic science, that a boy is a boy and a girl is a girl. This so-called parent of a transgender child also says, quote, why is the state looking to make some parents second-class citizens when it comes to parental rights, unquote? The answer is obviously this person is not capable of making sound decisions. And that is the truth. Miss or Mr. or it, transgender parent of a transgender child, you have destroyed not only your own life, but now you seek to destroy the life of a child. That is child endangerment. You should have your child taken away from you. That's my opinion, and I don't care if your feelings are hurt. <laughs> and that, my friends, is all the time I have for this edition of the Truth Hurts Program. So much more to talk about, and we'll do that next time we meet, M-E-E-T, not M-E-A-T, here on the Truth Hurts Program. Thank you for listening to the Truth Hurts Program. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. I apologize if you are offended, but I retract nothing. Background music courtesy of Jason Shaw and Audionautics. Copyright 2023, the Truth Hurts Program Network. All rights reserved.